and welcome to my podcast. I'm Dolly Barker, and I'm so thankful that you've joined me today. I wanted to talk about a subject that seems to have a lot of strong opinions about and try to shed a little bit of light on it from my perspective. And I know that you have a perspective also, and that's wonderful. So if I don't agree with everything that you think, or if you don't agree with everything that I think, that's fine. What I wish you would do for me is pray for me that God would show me the truth if I'm wrong. But he would show you the truth if maybe you were wrong. And when we pray like that, I promise you, God works it out for everybody and we all benefit from it. Amen? I wanted to talk today about, um, are you a sinner? Um, You know, if you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you do classify as a sinner. And I will explain why. Please give me a minute to, to shed some light on this. But... Um, I do not believe that once you're born again, that you're a sinner, and but I do believe that you sin. So I want to clarify this, and if you'll just give me a little bit of time here, I'm going to answer a lot of questions and say a lot of things that are going to shed some light on the issue that will help you in maybe getting free yourself. <clears throat> um, the Bible tells us that, you know, we were all born after the similitude of Adam's transgression. So we know that Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. And so why did that make me a sinner? Well, because the only two people God created was Adam and Eve, and he put them in the garden. And then whenever we were born, we came out of them. So the cells, the DNA, all the chromosomes, everything that we are, we're already in Adam and Eve on some molecular level. And in the right generation, we came forth. And so... We were all there in the garden. So just because of the course of the way things were created, when we were born, we were automatically a sinner after the nature of Adam's old self. Now, I'm not saying that babies go to hell or anything like that because that would not be very just of our God. So, um, But at some point in your life, when you're at a, an appropriate time, God is going to reveal himself to you, whether a preacher comes to you or whether he has to do it through nature or However, you're going to have an opportunity to get born again. And when you are presented with that opportunity, every one of us get to make a choice. Now, um, God is very just and merciful. And so if anybody has gone to be with the Lord, um, their, their, everything that happens in their judgment will be absolutely perfect and accurate. Um, so I wanted to talk about... Um, us all being sinners by nature. That's just who we were. That was our nature. Dogs bark, sinners sin. That's just who we were. And we didn't think anything of it until we heard the gospel and we got born again. Now, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're, you're no longer a sinner. You have been cleansed from all unrighteousness and you're holy and you're blameless and, and everything is wonderful. You have a new nature. You're a new creation. Now, all of a sudden, instead of being under the law with the law that's written on tables of stone, the Lord has written his laws in our heart. And so now whenever you go into a store and you're going to steal a candy bar or something, um, you know that that's not the right thing to do. You're convicted. And so um, sometimes we obey that conviction and we put the candy bar back. And sometimes we go on ahead and justify it because you know, we think we deserve it or we've earned it or something and we go ahead and take it or whatever the cause is. But either way, the word was on our heart and we knew that there was a decision being made. 
So, yes, we all do those things. We all do sin. And maybe you don't do that particular thing, but you do something. And um, all sin. The Bible tells us in 1 John, if you say you do not sin, you're a liar. And the truth's not even in you. You know what I'm saying? So, we do sin, but we're not sinners. And let me explain the difference. I grew up um, believing that I was just a sorry sinner, you know, who's been saved by grace, which that is true. That is what happened. But at salvation, I am no longer a sorry sinner. I was translated into the kingdom of his dear son. All of a sudden, I became holy and blameless and righteous and justified and sanctified and redeemed. And all of a sudden, the Lord, the Spirit of Christ, moved inside of me. Now, from that moment, I'm no longer a sinner. Now, do I still sin? Of course. I live in a world that's fallen. There's a curse in the earth. I have a flesh that is always going to be a problem. I have an unrenewed soul and a mind, will, and emotions that have been trained and taught and raised and everything I know was taught from the world system. So yes, I'm going to miss the mark. That's what the word sin means, that you miss the target or you miss the mark. You blow it. Yes, we all do. So yes, I sin, but I'm not a sinner anymore. Now I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. By faith, that's who we are. The Bible teaches this. So I want to encourage you um, to give yourself a break if you've been born again to really try to consider what I'm saying here. You know, the Bible teaches us that as a man thinks in his heart, that's what he's going to be. And if you continue to hold fast to the fact that you're a horrible sinner, then that's what you're going to always end up doing. Because that's what you believe. And regardless of why you believe that, maybe you believe that because somebody told you that, or maybe you are just guilty because you've got some addiction or some habit or something that you've done. Or maybe you were abused, or maybe you've abused somebody. Maybe you had, well, there was an accident. Maybe something tragic happened. There's no telling. But I want you to know today, if you've been born again, you are holy and blameless. And God is not seeing you as a sinner anymore. He's calling those things that be not as though they are. He's only seeing your potential. He's only seeing the gifts and the callings that are on your life. He's only seeing what you're capable of. He's not sitting around waiting for you to mess up so he can take your name off the list. I lived in that bondage for years. And then when I finally just, you know, basically was kicked out of church and I I went away from God for 11 years I was just getting further and further away. I was running from God because I felt like such a failure. Do you know during that time when tragedy struck, which it happened often, I would still turn to the Lord and pray because I still believed that God was there. I still believed in a hope that he would help me. And I prayed. And do you know that God showed up time and time again because I did believe it. He never left me. He never forsook me, even though I was running from him. He understood what happened. He saw what I went through. He could relate. So was I doing wrong? Yes. But but did I have grace and mercy on my life? Yes, because I was deceived. You know, and even if you say, well, I wasn't deceived. I did it straight up knowing what I was doing. No, you didn't. You were deceived too, because that's all sin comes through deception. The enemy is a master deceiver. He did it to Eve, and he's done it to all of us. And that's why we can't throw stones at her. 
So how do we know if we're saved or not? If, we, if we're not going to gauge whether or not we're saved or whether or not we're a sinner based on our actions and our habits and our bad iniquities and things, how can we know? Well, the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you've called upon the name of the Lord, you are no longer a sinner. You're a child of God. Now, we still miss the mark. So that's where, you know, people, people get the idea that I think that you don't have to repent anymore. And that's not true. I believe personally that repentance is my best friend. Repentance is one of the greatest tools in my arsenal for how to walk a holy and righteous life. When I do something that I miss the mark, say I've said something or I've done something or I, I, I created something and it's hurt somebody and I do feel sorry for, for what I've done. And I wish I hadn't have done it. Or I I wish I wouldn't keep doing the same thing over and over again. You know, even the Apostle Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, he said, the things I don't want to do, I keep doing them. And the things I do want to do, I don't do them. How many times have you thought, I'm going to get up and go to church on Sunday, and then you don't do it? I'm going to read my Bible for five minutes a day, and then you don't do it. All of us, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So yes, we sin, and yes, repentance is that thing that heals us and delivers us from the power of that sin, but it's more than that. You know, when you have something in your life that you keep repeatedly doing, the Bible tells us, um, uh, John the Baptist said twice, he said, the axe, repentance is the axe laid at the root Those things that are growing in your life, those hurts, those wounds, those wrong beliefs, those things we were taught, those family things that have been passed down for generation to generation, those, all those hurts and things that are in our life, when they, they literally produce trees that are producing fruit and the fruit is missing the mark. It is sinful things. So John says, repentance is the axe laid at the root. So whenever I'm doing something, I find myself do it again. Oh, I can't believe I did that again. I just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that I'm forgiven for this. I confess that I've done it. And I thank you that that axe is laid at the root of that tree, that that thing is getting cut out of my life, that I am no longer going to be controlled by this thing, this, this wrong belief, this hurt, this wound, this thing in my life. In the name of Jesus, it will not control me. I curse it right now in the name of Jesus. That's what Jesus did to the tree that was causing him problems. He cursed it at its root and it dried up instantly. And he tells us in another verse, he says, if you have faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed, you can speak to that sycamine tree and you can say, you be plucked up by the roots and you be cast into the sea. Sometimes I speak to something in my life. I say, you be cast into the sea in the name of Jesus. I curse you at your root. You're not going to ruin my life. I use the power of repentance and I use the power of my faith to change my life. I'm not avoiding repentance, but I'm not going to sit around all day long and pray, oh God, forgive me, forgive me, please God, let me go to heaven, forgive me God for this, forgive me for this, I'm just a sinner God. The more I do that, the more I believe that, the more I believe that, the more I attract to my life. As a man thinketh, so is he. If that's what I really think about myself, I'm going to attract more and more opportunities for that to be my outcome. So I'm not going to focus on sin. I'm not going to focus on my weaknesses. I'm not going to focus on my failures. The Bible tells me, forget those things that are behind and press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. 
I'm going to worry about what can I do for you today, God? Who can I talk to about the Lord? How can I preach another sermon? Father, how can I reach these people? How can I give? How can I love somebody? How can I forgive somebody? How can I do? I'm going to focus on the do's and all the don'ts in my life are going to take care of themselves. Because if I'm spending all my time advancing the kingdom of God, I'm an advancer, I'm redeemed, I'm justified, I'm sanctified, I'm holy, I'm highly sought out. I rule and reign, I have dominion, I'm subduing. When I'm looking at and focusing on all the things that God said about me and what I'm supposed to be doing now, then that's what I'm attracting to my life. And occasionally on that road, uh uh-oh, I missed the mark there. I was tired, I was cranky, whatever, the wrong person called me, and boy, did I blow that conversation. So immediately it's like, oh, Father God, please forgive me. Don't allow what I just did to affect them in a negative way. Please, Lord God, give them the grace that they need to overcome anything that I've done to harm them. And once I've prayed and I've given it to the Lord and I've put it on the altar, Sometimes I have to call the person and say, hey, I'm so sorry. I was in a mood. I cannot even believe I said that to you. And I have repented, but I just felt like I needed to call you and tell you that that was just not even the truth. That you and God are going to be successful and and fix whatever it is. And once I've done that, I'm not a sinner anymore. It's dealt with. It's done. It's as far from God as the East is from the West. It's forgiven and forgotten. And I'm not going to keep bringing it up. And God never will. You know, a lot of times the enemy will continue to bring things up to you. The Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you're being condemned about something you've done in the past, if it's constantly coming up to your remembrance, that is demonic. That is the enemy holding you in slavery to that weakness, to the thing that he created in your life in the first place. He has got you in bondage, and I'm here today to set the captives free. I'm here to break the yoke off the enemy to loose you and let you go. I bind that devil right now in the name of Jesus. You are free. If you feel like you've done something wrong and you've harmed somebody, well, by all means, run and repent. Ask God to show you how to totally obliterate that enemy, and he better not ever speak to you or anybody else. That's what Jesus said to that tree. I curse you right now in the root. And you're not going to talk to me or anybody else. Nobody's eating fruit from you again forever. Whatever that thing is in your life, you have the power to get rid of it. And I want to encourage you to do that. Because you are on this earth heirs. Heirs of the kingdom of God. Heirs of the whole world, the Bible says. Kings and priests. You're ruling and reigning. You are the authority in this earth. The world is looking to the church. Stand up, church. Be who God called you to be. Lead this thing. That's what God is saying. And I tell you what, it's happening all over the world. Churches are coming alive. Christians are maturing. The one thing that's going to hold you back and stop you from ever doing what God's called you to do is for you to sit around and think, well, I'm such a sinner. That's a hindrance. That's the sin right there. If anything is, that's the sin. And I know that's a new way of looking at it, probably. But I'm telling you, Jesus Christ died on that cross to forgive you. And you say, well, how could that be? Well, the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary. The Holy Spirit impregnated Mary. 
Jesus was not born after Adam and Eve's transgressions. He did not have that in his blood. He was not born a sinner. He was born holy and righteous. And so when he was killed, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Because Adam and Eve sinned, the enemy had the right to take them out and kill them. And that's why in order to lengthen their life, God taught them how to make sacrifices and shed innocent blood so that their sins would be covered so that they could continue to live. You know, the enemy wanted to wipe them out immediately. And so, but God had a plan. Blood must be shed for this. So Jesus came, a holy, spotless Lamb of God, and died and shed his blood. So when Satan killed him and took him to hell and realized that he had never sinned, that his blood was holy and pure, then the devil knew he had messed up and everything was taken from Satan and given into the power of Jesus Christ. That's how we're saved. You're not saved because you do everything right. And you're not going to lose your salvation because you make a mistake or because you do something everybody doesn't agree with. You're going to lose your salvation if you don't have Jesus. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's how you get saved. Now, there's more to it. You know, that's getting you born again. That's getting you into heaven for sure. That's getting the Lord. That's Christ living inside of you. Absolutely. But there's more. There's anointings, there's gifts, there's callings, there's power, there's all kind of things that you could enjoy. There's all kind of things that you could embrace and have a life of meaning and purpose and all those things. All the gifts and the callings and things from God, they're available to you now. But you're not, and and they're all without repentance, the Bible says. God's not going to take them back. You have an opportunity to make something of your life. But if you choose not to, that's okay. His love for you is unconditional. It's not conditional at all. Now, your, your treasures, your reward in heaven and all those things are going to be different from somebody else's because this is the opportunity that you have right now to do something with your life. But you get to choose what you want to do. But don't let anybody condemn you for the choices that you're making. Condemnation does not come from God. It comes from the enemy. And, you know, I don't know when mankind decided that they knew what sins were going to get you to heaven and what sins were going to get you to hell. I don't know where they're finding that in the Bible, in the New Testament, in the covenant that we have, line upon line, precept upon precept, but that's just not true. There was a day when the worst thing you could have ever done was, you know, smoke a cigarette. Oh, God, the church was just in all up in arms over that or drink some alcohol. And now they've changed it now, you know. So you can't depend on what man thinks You have to go with what God thinks. And if you feel in your heart like there's an area of your life that's not right, and you feel that way, you know that, well, then you talk to God about it. Say, God, deliver me from this. Help me get free. Help me know the truth. Would you show me what you really think about this? If you'll do that with God, I'll guarantee you he's going to show you in a way that you're going to know it was God. And then if you see something and you see a better way and you see something you'd rather have, then he'll give you the power to change. And if you don't, then don't. But don't allow anybody else to condemn you. And, um, you know, I just want to say that because so many times we're running around preaching that this particular sin is going to get you going to hell and you're going to ruin the whole church in the process. And I'm telling you, that's not true. Just because we can see what they're doing and we don't agree with it, And as a society, we've decided that that's something that shouldn't happen. 
I'll guarantee you there's much worse sins going on in the homes of most of us. And I think we're just deflecting. We're trying to put all the attention over on somebody else so nobody sees our wrongs. And that's a dangerous place to be. I guarantee that's a, that's a sin. And so I want to encourage you today. Don't call yourself a sinner anymore. Start declaring that you're the righteousness of God. Start declaring that you're holy, that you're chosen before the foundation of the world, that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, that you're a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. Start saying what God says about you and quit saying you're a sinner and quit looking around trying to figure out what you can repent of for today. There's going to be a lot of days where you go right weeks at times where you don't ever need to repent. But when something comes up and you feel like you need to, well, then that's when you should. But you focus on the do's and let all the don'ts fall off. Amen. Listen, I hope this encouraged you. I hope this shed a little bit of light on a subject for you. Because I see so many people being condemned and and struggling. And I'm thinking, man, this is not the Lord. Amen. So listen, thank you again for tuning in. And I will talk to you soon. And God bless you big. Amen.